ADD Cast, Episode 50. Welcome to another episode of the ADD Cast. This time we are having very special guests joining us via the magic of the interwebs. It is, after all, just a series of tubes. Tonight, as always, joining me in the studio is my lovely missus. Hey, sweetie. Hey, love. And via Skype, we are being joined by world-famous author Tracy Hickman. Hey, it's great to be with you here, although both of you sound like you're getting along really well. I feel like I'm intruding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's always called sweetie. Yeah, everyone calls me sweetie. In the span of five minutes, my mother, my aunt, my sister, and my wife all called me sweetie, so I just answer to it now. Okay, well, I'll keep that in mind. <laughs> <laughs> Oddly enough, I, I, would, I probably would answer, just or at least look around to see who was talking. Um, so you are joining us tonight, Tracy, to talk about both uh, NaNoWriMo and Nadru Rhinai. And uh, yes, neither of which are owned by a pharmaceutical company, from what I understand. <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> I see. I, right. And neither of which have uh, side effects that, you know, uh, that things will fall off or that you might die. So, yes, or, or yeah. at least it hasn't been consistently proven. No, no. <laughs> so only, only a small number of people have actually died from NaNoWriMo. <laughs> Writing a well, novel. I'm actually a big fan of NaNoWriMo, so I think that everybody needs to get out there and write something immediately. Cool. Well, why don't, why don't you explain what NaNoWriMo is for those who well, uh, uh, don't know? Well, it's, uh, I'm not entirely sure what NaNoWriMo is. Uh, from the anacronym, uh, I believe it's National um, Writing... National Novel Writing Month. National Novel Writing Month. And I believe everybody is supposed to go out there and make an effort to get their novel written this month. Isn't that right? That's correct. The month of December? No. No. What month are we in? November. <laughs> or We're in November. No remember if you're a Piers Anthony fan. <laughs> or, or, well, of or course, in, in my business, every month is NaNoWriMo. That's right. Um, I bang my head against the keyboard every day. But um, a lot of people, I think, need something like this to, to get them dedicated to uh, develop their craft and, and to sit down and make themselves right. It's very, very important that uh, writers uh, do that. You know, we, everybody, I think, has a book inside of them. Everybody wants to write a book. But it's, uh, it's the people who actually sit down and make the effort um, that are going to get published. Yeah, that's the first step is to actually sit down and write it. Right. Yeah, actually, I, one of the things that one of the things that I've been talking, I, I just came back from a writers uh, conference in San Diego, actually, where I was teaching uh, seminars and uh, some workshops there. And one of the things that I told them there is that in our modern society, and uh, especially with the internet and and the availability of information in our age. Um, it's, it's not a question of being published anymore. Uh, everybody can be published in some form. I can go to Kinko's and be published. 
um, or uh, certainly in terms of the internet, uh, producing a PDF file and then calling myself published, I could do that as well. Uh, most people have the technology and the ability to do that. The real issue today is not whether we get published. The real issue is whether we're read, whether anybody is, is taking the words that we put on the page and, and bringing them to life. Um, and, and for me, I think that's what NaNoWriMo is all about, is, is to get to the point where the words are on the page so that they can be read and can be brought to life. Uh, just you know, keeping it um, keeping it in your head or or in the computer uh, that's that's just dead language. It's when we share it with people that it really comes uh, really does live. Uh, I gotta agree with you one hundred percent. I left you speechless there. With <laughs> you that. have. You really have. <laughs> You're very eloquent. Yes. <laughs> We're sitting here nodding. Yes. 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 We agree. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Well, every now and then, though, after I'm eloquent, I'll stop. You know, then there's a full pause in there, and, every, and then we wonder where we go from there. So, <laughs> so um, yeah, I mean, I, I definitely encourage people to, you know, to get – it's only a couple of days into the month. They can get started and join. There's a bunch of uh, websites to get support if uh, from other people who are also doing NaNoWriMo. So it's a great way to, to put yourself out there and make some new friends. But well, I know Murr Lafferty has been uh, a, a big proponent of this, and I'm a big fan of Murr. Uh, she's a good friend of mine. And uh, uh, I think everybody needs to be out there uh, banging on the keys because that's the only way this is ever going to get done. Um, oh, Tracy, I think we just lost you in the interwebs. Oh, no. Am I not there anymore? We, we, we lost you there briefly, like from the moment you said that Merle Lafferty was was a very good friend of yours, and then... Well, I think maybe that's actually Merle Lafferty is probably cutting off my feed. Uh, that, that would be it. We, we have the giant head of Merle Lafferty in the studio, but yeah. she's, she's lying down. She's not hanging on the wall where she used to hang. So I she may be, may be mad at us. <laughs> that could be, and that, that could explain probably why I cut, I'm cutting out. How awful. I'll, I'll be more respectful of Merle. We were talking about the, 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 the people who are very excited about doing NaNoWriMo and, we're su- and supporting this. Murr's very big into supporting it, and, and I'm a big fan of Murr's. I've been invited to speak for a few minutes about NaNoWriMo, National Novel Writing Month. If you're someone struggling with your inner writer who just can't seem to get that idea on paper, then you should immediately rush over to nanorimo.org and join in this happy flurry of words. The idea is to start at the 1st of November and write 50,000 words by the end of the month. Not perfect words, not even necessarily coherent words, but just a cascade of words for your novel, a blind firehose expression of your novel to be, that closes one eye to the craft of writing in favor of sheer volume. This is an important step for any author oppressed by the weight of self-doubt. Writing is hard work. As Gloria Steinem put it, I do not like to write. I like to have written. Franklin P. Adams said, Having imagination, it takes you an hour to write a paragraph that if you were unimaginative, would take you only a minute. Or you might not write the paragraph at all. 
This statement is too true for many of us. Good craft does take time and tremendous effort. But that very knowledge often stops beginning writers from even making the attempt. Their dreams never leave the starting blocks. I prefer what Arthur Polotnick said. You write to communicate to the hearts and minds of others what's burning inside of you, and we edit to let the fire show through the smoke. Words on the page, even poorly written words, are often better than none at all. As James Michener put it, I'm not a very good writer, but I'm an excellent rewriter. Worry about the smoke later. For now, write those 50,000 words with the fire that burns inside of you. I'm Tracy Hickman. Editor's Note This episode of the ADD cast was plagued with technical difficulties. Our sincere thanks to Tracy Hickman for ensuring the audio quality was good enough to share with you, as well as for taking the time to produce a separate segment about NaNoWriMo, or National Novel Writing Month. Although the second half of this episode was recorded for Nadru Rainai, National Drunk Writing Night, and we shared a bottle of wine, you should know that Tracy strongly opposes the combination of writing and substance abuse, a view shared by and ably stated by Stephen King in his book, On Writing. We regard Nadru Rainai more as an excuse to socialize with our writer friends otherwise diligently working on their great American novel for NaNoWriMo. It's about blowing off steam and having fun. Alcohol makes for a poor crutch and an even worse muse. Whether you hold to the same strict standards as Tracy and Stephen King, or imbibe occasionally, we want to be clear that we do not endorse substance abuse of any kind for any reason. Second Editor's Note Although a number of folks agreed to join us in our Nadru Rainai podcast, only Nuri Steinhauer actually managed to join us that night. We would like to thank her for taking the time to have some fun with the subject and for sharing a piece she's working on as part of NaNoWriMo. The Skype audio was so flaky that we decided Nuri's piece needed to be re-recorded. And believe us, you won't miss the really bad audio that we did manage to get that night. We sincerely hope the other folks who were too sick to join us recover quickly. I'm a Murr. And I'm a JC. Hey, I'm a JC too. Over here. What the heck? You know, we got really tired of you one-upping us in the last promo, so we cloned ourselves. <laughs> that's right, clone. Ha <laughs> ha. Oh, that's original. Ow. Ha <laughs> See, you can't geek-foo us with your sarcasm. Not all seven of us at the same time. Now anyway. look at us seven JCs right clone, over clone, here. Clone, 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 clone. Carbon clone. copies of the JC, baby. Oh, please. Ha. <laughs> oh. Give it up, Lafferty. I'm the superior podcaster. Yeah, well, I'm superior, I too. I was superior podcaster. Everyone knows that I'm superior. JC, if you have access to all the weird stuff in your books, then I have access as well. So? Ow! Do you remember that my book is about gods? Oh, crap. Download the Seventh Sun Trilogy and the Heaven series and look for Playing for Keeps there in November at patiobooks.com. Okay, so, um, you know that 
uh, promo that we're supposed to be doing for the command line. Yes. Um, since it's already so late, I was thinking about splitting some of the duties. Yeah, out no, among... not at all. No, Brooks Law. What's Brooks Law? Clearly states that splitting development work among end programmers is expected to have an advantage that is proportional n, but the cost associated with coordinating and then merging their work is uh, proportional to n squared. Uh, what? Uh-huh. What does that mean? Uh, basically, adding manpower to an already late project just makes it later. Okay. Where'd you get that from? Because I know you didn't come up with that on your own. I got it from the command line. Oh, was it one of his hacker word of the week? Yes, it was. I see. So the command line is good for not only the hacker word of the week, but also for uh, all kinds of geek news, tech news, hacker cracker news, and uh, copyright issues. Yes. Dude, I think we just did our promo. Oh, yeah. So that would be at thecommandline.net. Indeed. And that was Tracy Hickman. And now, going backward in time through the magic of podcasting, <laughs> we are on our very own Nadru Rainai National Drunk Writing Night. Because, because no one would actually stand up and say that any particular night this month was Nadru Rainai. I took a stand for all of us and in support of all of those wonderful people who are actually doing NaNoWriMo. Some of whom will be on the show. Some of whom have been on the, who have uh, not been on the show before, but who have tried it before. But joining us right now is Nuri Steinhauer. Am I pronouncing that right? That is correct. You got on the first try. Ooh. Joining us through the magic of Skype from the wilds of North Carolina. Indeed. Ooh. Woohoo. Yay, NC. So, so not only are you doing NaNoWriMo and trying to write an entire novel in, in just one month, but you have taken our challenge to do Nadru Rainai tonight. Well, I, how could I refuse? I mean, I had a bottle of wine, and I don't have to be up until 7 a.m. tomorrow morning. So naturally, this was the choice. Ah, <laughs> yes. You know, and, and we, of course, made it as late at night as possible so we could get those West Coast people in, and everyone's sick. <laughs> there are at least six people that were supposed to be here tonight who are sick. And uh, we are eagerly, eagerly awaiting the arrival of uh, several others who hopefully we will be adding. But uh, in the meantime, we should find out what Nuri's been writing. That's right. And, you know, you are drunk. You can't even speak straight. <laughs> uh, I'm not so drunk yet. I may have to finish this bottle. But Nuri, tell us what you're writing. Well, I am actually writing a series of interconnected short stories, which I wasn't sure would qualify for a novel, but NaNoWriMo happens to have a very comprehensive FAQ in which they say, what if I want to write a series of interconnected short stories? And they say, well, that counts just fine. <laughs> so I figured, why not go for it? Well, that's really awesome. What are, what are they about? Well, they center around two characters. Um, it's a steampunk uh, kind of post-apocalyptic universe, and I'm focusing on one city 
because I don't want to get too big right away. This is kind of the first writing project I'm doing in this universe. So I'm really focusing on developing these two characters and the people they interact with in a series of stories uh, from points of view of all the different characters. And I'm going to try to figure out how to put them together in some kind of sequence. We'll see how that goes. Cool. Well, I, I have several books that started off as a uh, series of short stories. In fact, one of one of those that you have to read in high school, Great Expectations, started off that way. I can honestly say I've never read that book. It's, S- same here. It's one of the few that they made us read in high school that I actually enjoyed. Charles Dickens. <laughs> yes. He, he says that as though anyone doubted <laughs> or anyone didn't know. <laughs> you graduated <sighs> from high school? Yeah, we had to read Great Expectations in high school. We had to uh, read. We had oh, to read A Tale of Two Cities. You know, I completely blew that line, didn't I? You want to? You want to? All right, speak slow. <laughs> it's a it's a softball. Just throw it slowly over the plate, and I will uh, I'll handle it properly this time. Okay, here we go. Here we go. You ready? Yep. Wait a second. You graduated from high school. Well, after the lab fire. They kind of wanted to get rid of me. <laughs> ah, there you go. All right. <laughs> yeah, y- yeah, you've had a little to drink, sweetie, and you're off your game. <laughs> you think? <laughs> <laughs> that can't possibly have had more than me yet. <laughs> no, he hasn't. <laughs> no, no, I'm only on my second glass of wine, but I, I'm working my way through it as though it were water. I believe I'm into my fourth now. I might actually finish the entire bottle. Whoa. Uh, Whoa. I love those nights. Yep. Might need some company for that. <sighs> well, if I didn't live in the ghetto, I might be able to have some company. Ah, uh, we're sorry to hear that. Well, they have Skype in the ghetto, so it can't be that bad. They do. They have Skype and locked doors. Everything a growing woman needs. Yep. That and Chinese delivery and a little... You know, sealed metal flap under the door, and and you know you're pretty much set. And I guess Peapod, you're going to need the toilet paper periodically. <laughs> TMI. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm just trying to picture how you get the the toilet paper through the little metal flap under the door, and I guess it's one sheet at a time. You just you, you just have a roller on the outside and a roller on the inside and, and and a motor. <laughs> okay, hook up the next rail. <laughs> uh, no, I needed three sheets. You only gave me two. <laughs> so yeah, it's kind of a steampunk story. <laughs> and uh I'm actually writing under a pen name, so most of my friends don't really know what I'm writing or how much I'm writing. They just kind of know that I'm doing NaNoWriMo. Oh, cool. So, it's sort of your secret, so that you can be out there and say, I wrote 3,000 words yesterday, but not have to say what. <laughs> exactly. And I have a writing buddy in Texas who thinks that this is a very... Uh, tragically romantic thing that I'm doing NaNoWriMo, but none of my friends can know about it. <laughs> is, is, is the steampunk, like, just too square for your friends, or? No, Cause, cause I you're just, an artist, uh, aren't you? Well, I, have, I have a 
have a lot of friends that are rather uh, intimidatingly established as writers already. Ah. And I tend to be established as more of an artist. So in, in my endeavors to branch out and actually write down some of the stories for the characters that I've developed, I guess I want to have them in a place where I can put them out there in an unbiased way. For instance, if I wanted to submit an, a story to Escape Pod, it'd be nice to be able to submit it and have it accepted without oh. Steve having to worry about me being the person that was submitting it. Ah, I, yeah, I, I can see where, uh, where you might want to do that. So you, you're obviously not going to tell us what your pen name is. Oh, of course not. Okay, so I'm going to pick one for you for tonight. You, you are going to be Nuri La Plume. But that still says Nuri. Uh, yes, yes, it does. <laughs> okay. No, well, for anyone that knows my actual name, because Nuri is a nickname, it's not my real name. Um, my pen name is derived from my middle name and my last name. So if you can figure out if you can figure it out from there, I'll give it to you. You know, uh, with the magic of the interwebs, <laughs> I'm sure I could do that if I weren't drunk, <laughs> and if if my little G4 weren't, you know, if if the, the hamster on on the wheel that powers the CPU weren't about to die from running Skype and recording the audio. <laughs> I hope my G4 hamster is very small because otherwise it would be very squished inside of this laptop. It's a clockwork micro hamster. No, 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 no. micro hamster. <laughs> it's nano hamster. Nano, nano, nano hamster. hamster. Yes, of course. Yes. Yes, that's really what electrons are. It's nano, just nano hamsters. hamsters. And there's only one in the universe. Yes. It gets around. It moves incredibly fast, so it appears to be in the it everywhere at the same time. <laughs> right. How much have you had a drink? Um, Coming up on two bottles. No, two glasses of wine. <laughs> <laughs> getting there. Getting close. Yeah. So let's just since we're all drinking wine, shall we? Uh, we are drinking a San Telmo 1999 Cabernet Sauvignon. And this is from Mendoza, Argentina. Oh, my. You're lucky. Uh, yes, we just found it. I pulled it out and went, did we buy this? It was probably <laughs> one of the, the many bottles that people bring to this house that we look at and we go, oh, my God. This is going to be phenomenal in two years. And it goes right into the cellar. Yeah, yeah. And, and, you know. And then we forget six, about it. Six years later. <laughs> six years later, we go. 99. We that's own a too, bottle of that? No, we go 99. That's too, that's, that's too well aged for us to use in cooking. <laughs> <laughs> no, we have to find one that's younger. 98, 97, 92. <laughs> mm. yeah, that must be nice. Mine is a 2005. Ah, what are you drinking? I am drinking a California red table wine from the Folie Adu Vineyards. In, ah. I guess they're in California. Uh, 
But I thought that the Menage a Trois wine from, or the, the red wine, because they make several different varieties of the Menage a Trois, from Folie Adieu would be very appropriate for the podcasting night. Woohoo! It, it, it certainly would be. It would be nice if, uh, if Mr. Hutchins had five minutes to spare in his busy life. I would have loved to have gotten him on. Yeah, I know. I know. It's, it's horrible. It's, it's dreadful. But, you know, California-type wines can be mighty good. They really are. And, you know, I saw that wine, and I bought it the first time just because I was thinking of Seventh Son. But it turns out it's one of my favorite reds. Who would have thought? Cool. So I got to ask, I'm, I'm exceedingly fond of the 7 to $10 bottle of wine. Since it's a table wine, I'm assuming it's fairly inexpensive. Oh, yes. I I am still paying back college loans, and I can afford it. So there you go. Ah, so it, it's right up, right up there with uh, Three Buck Chuck. Well, it's Two Buck mm. Chuck. It's Three Buck Chuck out here, but that's because they have to ship it from California. I understand in California it's still Two Buck it's Chuck. It's still two, Oh, my goodness. <laughs> <sighs> what, what would we do without Charles Shaw? I have no idea. But it sounds like Folia Du is uh is is a good step up from uh from Three Buck Chuck. I hope so. Well I haven't tried their white yet, but it's it's in my uh wine closet, which is actually just a wire shelf above my washing machine. Well you gotta keep them somewhere. That's true. <laughs> Pretty good place. Some, someplace dark and relatively quiet. Leah, it's the laundry room. <laughs> No one goes there. <laughs> we never venture into that dark pit of despair. <laughs> we just go out and buy more underwear. That was my solution in college. <laughs> by the by, the end of four years of college, I had like sixty pair of underwear. <laughs> I could go and months you without find any of them. <laughs> no, that I was, I was. Uh, I wouldn't say unique as a bachelor, but certainly uh, uh, <laughs> no, rather 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 fixated on making sure I knew where the clean ones were. <laughs> Enough underwear to choke a washing machine. Oh hell yes! <laughs> oh my god! My, so that's where that comes from—that tendency of yours to just oh, overstuff washing machines. <laughs> yeah, well, see, our washing machine at home just isn't big enough because Thursday nights, Teresa and I. Well, actually, Thursday nights, maybe once a month, Teresa and I would go to the laundromat, at which was attached to the uh, the uh, the bar mm-hmm. at one o'clock in the morning after most people <laughs> there was went the home. Laundromat attached to the bar. Yeah, mm-hmm. the tub of suds was attached to a bar whose name I can't remember, but I do know that it was around the corner from the Sunset Grill <laughs> because. Down at the Sunset Grill. Exactly, yes. The year that song came out was my first year in Utica. But uh, we would use every single piece of machinery all to ourselves because everyone else, you know, was in the bar. Look me in the eye and tell me that you use the ironing board and the iron. There was none. (laughs) There were washers and dryers. I mean, come on, it was attached to a bar. What do you expect? There was six washers and six dryers facing across from each other, single lane, and at the end, on the left, was a door into the bar. 
I'm impressed. And the two of us would lock the outside door <laughs> so that no one could come in and steal our clothes, which is a bigger problem than you'd think. <laughs> and then we get on the scene fight club. They know. Yep. 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 And then, uh, well, Teresa, Teresa actually lost some bras. <laughs> and we're pretty sure that the the person that stole the no, ter, they didn't look as good on him as they did on her. <laughs> you know, those things are more expensive than they have any right to be. Oh my she god. She went ballistic. Well, first off, what's past double D? <laughs> I don't know. Like a Gross, like, grossly well endowed. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, my my friend Teresa was grossly well endowed, and we we're positive that the woman who stole them um, was basically <laughs> flat chested, and we couldn't figure out why she wanted them. But you're she sure was it was the a only, woman? Yeah, she was the only one out there, and we had seen her around. We thought maybe she was like she was taking them home to her lover. <sighs> I don't know. Maybe Big Mama. You know, I know what it is. I know, <laughs> she needed I know. a grocery she needed bag. <laughs> <laughs> she needed a hammock for her stuffed animals. <laughs> there you go. Uh, yeah, or you know, <laughs> or you know. maybe she just had a, a bra fetish, or she thought she could sell them at a thrift store somewhere. I have no idea, but uh, yeah, we started locking the door after that, and then we'd uh, we'd get a table in the bar. With our with our backs against the inside door to the laundry, and you know, drink two drink two quarter beers, and then go in and check on the laundry, and then come out and drink two more quarter beers. Okay, and this is why they didn't have irons and ironing boards I, in that laundromat. I can you see you really why. want someone who's been drinking beer handling a hot burning implement. No, it would burn down the place. Probably. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um. So you're back against the door, huh? Yeah, basically. We would move the table in front of the door. As opposed to you're back against the wall. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> See how inspirational we're being for people who are doing NaNoWriMo? There you go. Yeah. You know. Just the, mo- mo- you know, the more with, bizarre the story, the better. Right. So the, with your back against the door, that left you a way to escape. <laughs> yeah. That's right. I always, I always sized up everybody in the bar. You know, it it was an inner city, low rent, good part of town. It was where the Polish people lived, and by and large, they just like to beat each other up and left everyone else around alone. We lived in Corn Hill, my roommates and I, which was the worst part of Utica. Um, We were between an old folks' home and the uh, the Teamsters. And the Teamsters had a 24-hour armed guard. And my <laughs> the first morning I woke up in this apartment, um, a young woman was threatening her lover with a chef's knife about a quarter of a block away. And I sat there and watched her, you know, pull out, pull the knife out from behind her back every time he got close. And he was such an idiot that if he didn't see the knife, it, it didn't exist. So he kept getting closer to her, and she kept pulling the knife and taking a swing at him. And this went on for like 25 minutes before the cops show up, which will tell you how good a neighborhood it was. 
That sounds like where I live. I hope you live in a better neighborhood. Nora. I certainly hope you do. <laughs> no, I, I, I've never actually seen any of the domestic violence. I've just heard some of it. Wow. Uh, yeah, every, every uh, well, not every afternoon, but two or three afternoons a week, we would see one of the neighborhood kids coming home from school who would walk through the parking lot next to our house where we all parked, checking our doors to see if they were open. <laughs> and if we tapped on the glass, he'd look up at us and just keep doing it. But if we opened the window and yell at him, he'd take off like the devil was on his heels. Okay, my neighborhood's not that bad. I mean, violent, criminal, and stupid (laughs) are not a good way to go through life. But drunk is. So who's going to read first? Martha and I. I don't know about going through life. I think maybe occasionally. Yeah, yeah. The occasional drunk is not bad. I would have to agree. So, do you want to read first, or shall we? We have a collaboration. Oh, read! Wow, you're going to give me a minute to pull up something that's actually reading worthy, because what I'm working on right now is the beginning of a of like the fourth story. Okay. Well, we have a a piece of a uh, uh, a script for uh, the Order of the Digital Trebuchet. Which uh, we we uh, originally Paul wrote and not, which I have rewritten so that it actually is funny <laughs> and makes sense as he goes whack. <laughs> we we actually agreed on the storyline, the bulk of the storyline, particularly the uh, the the big joke in this one um, on our drive home from North Carolina when we went down to visit with uh, with some friends, and this is. We well, don't we, actually have a name for it. We'll have to think up a name that doesn't give everything away. But uh, uh, act- well, no, we can give it away. I don't... No, I think that we can come up with a good name. Okay, we'll even try to come up with a good name tonight. Act one, scene one, establishing shot. Under the couch, looking at a chair in the corner of a room. You can only see up to the seat of the chair. The camera is handheld and a little shaky. Occasionally it moves from side to side, and this will be accompanied by monster sounds on the audio. <laughs> Pan right. That sound like a monster. <laughs> yeah, he's pretty monstrous. <laughs> he's going to have to work on that, though. We might need to you know, put a filter on it. Professional-looking pair of legs enter frame, pan left to follow the legs as I sit in chair. Well, use the J.C. Hutchins filter. Can only see the legs. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and I, I put in woman because I'm, I'm moving away from the doctor's office thing. Okay. It says here that you want to be reassigned. Hostile work environment, hazardous conditions. Is that correct? I would have thought hazard and hostilities were... Hazard and hostility were an ideal setting for an entity of your predilections and talents. Ma'am, you don't understand. I can't take it anymore. Last night was the worst night of my life. Can't you do something for me? It started out well, but it was just awful. 
hold camera for a minute, then stop, and then we go to Act 2, Scene 2, where we are reviewing last night's events. (laughs) Establishing shot. Camera under the bed, lights are on. Dad's feet are visible on the left side of the bed. Dad says, good night, monkey, sleep tight. Then he gets up to leave the bedroom. Monkey, who is the kid, is scared, and he says, I'm scared. I miss Marco. Marco was my best friend. Dad sits down again. There's nothing to be scared about, monkey. You're going to like your new room. And Mom and I are just down the hall. We're here to protect you. And you'll see Marco again soon. Now go to sleep. He gets up and walks to the door. Camera pans to follow his feet to the doorway. The light goes out and the door closes. Establishing shot is a night shot. Camera at the left side of the bed. The camera bounces around excitedly. <laughs> looks left. Looks right. Looks towards the closet. Camera moves toward the edge of the bed. Slides out from under the bed towards the foot. Looks up toward the bed. The covers start to rustle and fluff at the end of the bed. <clears throat> but the, uh, as if you haven't guessed it now, it's a bed monster. Hey, hey, hey. Fresh young toeses. Oh, yeah. Much sweeter than old granny's wrinkled piggies. Juicy. Tender. Been a while since I had young toeses. This is gonna be good. Mm, coast is clear. Yeah, this is gonna be the best job ever. It's toe time. I'm gonna get me some toeses. Toeses, toeses, toeses. Sweet, juicy toeses. I love toeses. <laughs> Kid screams. Dad, there's a monster under my bed. There's a monster under my bed. Camera freezes. Quickly drops back to floor level. Zooms into partially clo- open closet. Bounces around excitedly. Accompanied by the sound of the bed monster panting and making monster noises. <laughs> Act two. <laughs> Your turn, Nuri. Act <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, goodness. Okay, well, I will, I will read the same excerpt that I have on my NaNoWriMo page. So anyone that's dedicated enough can match us up. Me and my pen name, that is. Uh-huh. All right, we'll see how well I can do this on four glasses of wine. It may be. There may be some pauses. <clears throat> the cold shock she expected never came. The water swirling around Alexis felt lukewarm like a spent bath. She had little time to ponder the heat as she forced her body deeper into the canal, pushing against the feeder pipes above her with one hand and clutching a sealed document tube in the other. Tiny green lights blinked in and out of view above the surface. Alexis held her breath and willed them not to notice her. The water was too clean, too clear. If the light fell just right, she would be easily spotted. The crawlers couldn't follow her in the water. It was something about the way the water interacted with their parts. They would just fizzle and stop moving, and all of their lights would go out. It happened with most of the tech she had encountered. But when that happened to a crawler, it invariably brought more to investigate just like they were investigating now. Of course, they didn't know who or where she was. They were simply responding to a disturbance. Alexis could see her exit, the pipe that took the canal waters underground just yards away. If, however, she was discovered, things would quickly become more complicated. If they got a clear visual, the crawlers could run an identification profile. If they even detected her presence in the water, they could project her possible escape routes and cut her off. So she waited, willing her lungs to hold on a few more minutes. Finally, the lights faded. Alexis waited a minute more, 
then pushed off from the side of the canal and slowly kicked her way underwater to the mouth of the pipe. The metal was slick and warm to the touch, but not hot enough to be uncomfortable. She pulled herself inside, making sure she was safely out of view, and popped her head out of the water. The first breath was an explosion of relief. Several more slow, deep ones followed until she felt ready to continue. The canal tunnels went everywhere in Rainai City, and were an excellent way to make your way around, if you were willing to get wet and sometimes face unpleasant aquatic life. The water was remarkably clean here. Ever since the collapse of the industrial sector, there had been little in the way of pollution inside the city proper. Alexis had no idea how the high houses kept it so clean. Waste had to go somewhere, regardless of how fancy you made your architecture. Yet the canals stayed clean in the city, so she used them to move around. As she traveled, the pristine state of the tunnel slipped away. Swimming became more difficult as the walls developed thin coats of algae and her legs encountered occasional resistance in their downward strokes. Soon a small shaft of light shone down from the top of the tunnel, illuminating a rusted metal ladder leading up out of the water. Tucking the document tube into her leggings, Alexis wrapped her fingers around the bottom rung and pulled herself up. The metal groaned only a little, but the ladder shook alarmingly. Please don't break, please don't break, Alexis implored the ancient rungs as she climbed them, hand over hand, step by step. At last, she reached the source of the light. All right, I think that's all I can manage. That's, that's really nice. <laughs> that's really good. The imagery is really cool. <sighs> and we, we had to break into the second yeah, bottle of wine. I have finished... Uh, the uh, the glass that I've been working on. So now we are opening a Marguerite mm-hmm. Merlot. Merlot. Tell, uh, 98 from Israel. Yes, I think you brought this home with you from Israel. Uh, Business trip. 98. Well, it, you would have purchased it after 98. It would have been bottled in 98. Yeah, I know, but it would have been really young at the time if I had, because I think it would have been like 99 or 2000 that I was over there. Well, this this should be interesting. Now yeah, I understand it's... why it was so difficult for me to read that last passage. Was it? I just poured the last of the bottle of wine into my glass. <laughs> ah. Ah. <laughs> well, next time, you know, move the the glass a little to the left and then... Look at the paper. <laughs> You're so silly. I'll try that. We'll see how it works out. Okay. All right. I'm getting the feeling that absolutely nobody else is, is showing up for this. Uh, uh, how dare they? How dare they? Now, wait a second. Didn't Mer say she was here? Mer was here not too long ago. She said she'd ping when she was ready. And, and that was 40 minutes ago. Aww. So, so the mighty one, lo, how the mighty have fallen. Uh, well, maybe she just forgot. Maybe we should try pinging her. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to do that right now. Ping. Okay. She has been pinged. <laughs> one ping only, Vasily. One <laughs> ping only. On- ping only. <laughs> we need Rich to do that. <laughs> we do. We <laughs> Rich. Unfortunately, Rich has been so busy this week that he's probably asleep right now. 
Uh, he's definitely not up online. <laughs> Everybody's been busy or sick or... Both. Both. Like T. T is just swamped. Yeah. See, I'm just, I'm just so dedicated like that. And we appreciate it. We love your dedication. <laughs> we certainly do. I'm thinking we need to read something else. What? I don't know. Um... I was writing something else. Mm, you were writing? Oh, yeah. That yeah, we of... don't want to reveal that. No, 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 no. <laughs> I was going to say, everything else I've been writing hasn't been... That one bit that I read has been refined slightly. Nothing else has been gone over at all. Mercy, she's here. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, if she's ready, then we should she's ready, bring then her in. We should bring her in. Mur, are you ready to join? Question mark. Boing. As we wait for Scott, for Scotch. No, Skype. Scott? Scott. 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 Skype. Skype. Is yeah. there something I should know about here? Because I don't have any Scotch. Uh, Ooh, I we'll could, have to bring you some. Yeah. Well, um, are you going to be coming up to Balticon? So, because I quit being staff at the convention that I work Memorial Day weekend, so I could go to Balticon. Oh, sweet! What awesome. uh, what convention were you staffing? I was staffing Animazement, which just so happens to be a really awesome anime convention. Wow! Uh, where is Animazement? Animazement is in uh, it's in Durham, North Carolina. It's actually right on the border of Durham and Raleigh, but technically, it's in Durham. Well, cool. I'd never heard of Animazement before. Someday when we're not doing Balticon, um, or Balticon yeah. changes back to being an Eastercon. Then <laughs> I doubt that that's going to happen. Yeah. I doubt it, too. It's, they really I mean, like the expanded. They it, like the expanded. Uh, it's, gone, it's gone back and forth before. No, it's gone back and forth in locations. It's never gone back and forth to Memorial Day. I think it has. I think mm. it started on Memorial Day. They had problems with getting locales for Memorial Day, so they went to Easter. They had problems getting people to show up because it was Easter and... And then we also weirded out the mundanes. Yeah. Well, that was the other thing is that the hotels all want to do their big Easter brunch, and they don't necessarily want Klingons in line. Well, it's it's not necessarily the Klingons. It's often the goth chicks in... And skimpy outfits looking very Dracula-like. Yeah, there's, well, there's all sorts of problems. And yet, as weird as we look, we're never the ones that start the trouble in the hotels. And Although they always point at us. <laughs> they, always, they always point at us first. And the ones that have the large telephone poles shoved up their asses try to blame us even when it's been proven that it's not our fault. But, uh... So there. Yeah. We, we vindicate yeah. Balticon. Yeah. Yeah, they do that. Well, Mer- the, the main problem is that uh, there's so many conventions on Memorial Day weekend. Uh, we had discussed moving our convention to a different weekend because of that, but uh, it's just not feasible at this point. And so you have to choose, you know, which one are you going to go to? Yep. Well, there there can be only one, and uh, and it must be Balticon if you are a podcaster or travel in our 
oh-so-elite circles. We'll see how much of a podcaster I am. I was supposed to have an episode out two Tuesdays ago, and I'm such a bad host because the next episode is coming out this Tuesday, and I still haven't released the last one. (laughs) Wow. What podcast do you do? I do a podcast called Artist Alley. Um, It's focused toward artists and commissioners. So it's kind of a unique audience from what most of the podcasters I know are are aiming for. But both my co-host Michelle and I um, are pretty heavily into art. And uh, we were on Gaia Online for a long time and got very heavily into the art community. And we saw a need for some kind of show that would tell people about general beginner stuff. So we did it. Sweet. Where can people find Artist Alley? Well, you can go to artistalley.net because I finally got off my butt and registered a easy-to-find domain. <laughs> cool. <laughs> and we will make sure to have a link to that in the show notes. And that was artistalley.net. Ding! <laughs> Thank you. I love that bell. I have to get more more bells and whistles. <laughs> There's Actual always bells room for more bells. <laughs> There's always room for more cowbell. <laughs> All right. Did well, Mer say she was joining us? Uh, no, Mer has apparently had a really rough day. She's Aww. been pr- putting down insurrections or some such thing. Um, so I, I think uh, we're going to call it a show. And uh, I, I, want, I want to uh, thank our guests, Tracy Hickman and Nuri... Steinhauer. Steinhauer. (laughs) You have no idea what he has to do in order to see things that are written. (laughs) Yes. He has to look out his right ear. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much my right ear has a great view of the monitor. (laughs) It's it's a temporary thing. We're still reorganizing the studio. (laughs) But You you could just call me Nuri. It would be okay. I can call you Nuri. (laughs) Nuri from Artist Alley. That's right. Dot net. Yes, and Nuri will hopefully be joining us at Balticon. We look forward to it. Yep, which, if you didn't know, the Balticon podcast was our other podcast, which you can find at balticonpodcast.org or .com, because I bought them both. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) All right, well, thank you very much, Nuri. Good luck luck with Nano Rhinai. Nadru Rainai. It is Nadru Rainai. Good luck with that. And you well, you sound like you're I've off to a successfully navigated Nadru Rainai. I think I'm going to need the luck for NaNoWriMo, but thank but, you guys that, for having me. That too. <laughs> That's what I was trying to say because, you know, you were well on your way with that bottle of wine. So <laughs> keep going. I, I know you've got 700 more words to do. Oh god. Yep. So are are there any um pod safe bands that you like? Pod safe bands. Um, and music. Music. Oh God. Um, the only one that I have found, I I have recently, Michelle and I tried navigating the Pod Safe Music Network uh, to find a theme song for our Artist Alley Missions, which is basically a little short show that we do where every week we try to get people to use materials they already have instead of going out and buying more basically to get rid of the huge mountain of unused supplies in their craft room to make a project 
I like we that. We were looking for a theme song for our Artist Alley missions. And we found this song called Old Lady with a Hammer. <laughs> um, <laughs> we'll look for it's it. By, it's by Chris Hardy. And he didn't have any other songs that I liked. But we had to wait through such a so many pages of absolute crap to get to this. We found this song and it was just priceless. It was worth all of the waiting through crap. So I have to say, Chris Hardy, Old Lady with a Hammer. If you have a chance to go listen to it, by all means, please go listen to it because it is a priceless song. Cool. Uh, well, I think that we will uh, end out on that song in honor of you being our only live guest for... Nedry Rhino. Yeah. <laughs> Perhaps this will be the first, and then we will have another one on the 29th of November to, you know, put a stumbling block in the way of finishing that novel for everyone who's almost there. <laughs> Since it is now the 2nd of November, and bookend event on the 29th. I think uh, I think maybe we'll we'll try and do that. <laughs> maybe you can come back and uh, and uh, tell them what slackers they've been for uh, for not actually uh, showing up tonight on the second. <laughs> I would enjoy that thoroughly. Well, I'm really looking forward to finding out how your heroine navigates through the pipes and. Uh, so I'm going to be looking for your uh, piece out there on the web and see if I can find it. Then I'll you know, know what you're. <laughs> I am too. <laughs> then I'll know what your, uh, what your uh, nom de plume is. Nom de plume. I see. Yes. You know, plume. I've already had two people tell me they would buy it without, with just a limited description of the two main characters. They didn't even have the story. <laughs> so I guess I'm on my way to success. I guess yours. All right. Well, thank you very much, Nuri. And we are going to end out right now with little old lady with a uh, wait a sec. With yeah, a hammer. old lady with a hammer by Chris Hardy. <laughs> and uh, and we're going to start that up right now. But remember. You can't control the stimulus. Control, control the, the response. response. All sitting on the beach, just as cool as could be. I look to my right, and what do I see? But old lady with a hammer.
police station one day There's a woman in handcuffs being led away The old lady with the hammer Is finally in the slammer She's pounding on injustice as she sees it Nailing all the bad boys to the wall The muggers and the rapists all will cam her Is finally in the slammer